section eighteen of the children this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the children by alice maynell real childhood the world is old because its history is made up of successive childhoods and of their impressions your hours when you were six were the enormous hours of the mind that has little experience and constant and quick forgetfulness therefore when your mother's visitor held you so long at his knee while he talked to her the excited gibberish of the grown-up he little thought what he forced upon you what the things he called minutes really were measured by a mind unused what passive and then what desperate weariness he held you to by his slightly gesticulating hands that pressed some absent-minded caress rated by you at its right value in the pauses of his anecdotes you meanwhile were infinitely tired of watching the play of his conversing moustache indeed the contrast of the length of contemporary time this pleonasm is inevitable is no small mystery and the world has never had the wit fully to confess it you remembered poignantly the special and singular duration of some such space as your elders perhaps called half an hour so poignantly that you spoke of it to your sister not exactly with emotion but still as a dreadful fact of life you had better instinct than to complain of it to the talkative easy living occupied people who had the management of the world in their hands your seniors you remembered the duration of some such separate half-hour so well that you have in fact remembered it until now and so now of course will never forget it as to the length of beethoven experienced by you on duty in the drawing-room it would be curious to know whether it was really something greater than beethoven had any idea of you sat and listened and tried to fix a passage in your mind as a kind of half-way mark with the deliberate provident intention of helping yourself through the time during a future hearing for you knew too well that you would have to bear it all again you could not do the same with sermons because though even more fatiguing they were more or less different each time while your elders passed over some particularly tedious piece of road and a very tedious piece of road existed within short distance of every house you lived in or stayed in in their usual state of partial absence of mind you on the contrary perceived every inch of it as to the length of a bad night or of a mere time of wakefulness at night adult words do not measure it they hardly measure the time of merely waiting for sleep in childhood moreover you were tired of other things apart from the duration of time the names of streets the names of tradesmen especially the fournissures of the household who lived in them you were bored by people it did not occur to you to be tired of those of your own immediate family for you loved them immemorially nor were you bored by the newer personality of casual visitors unless they held you 
as aforesaid and made you so listen to their unintelligible voices and so look at their mannered faces that they released you an older child than they took you prisoner but it is a reluctant confession you were tired of your relations you were weary of their bonnets measured by adult time those bonnets were it is to be presumed of no more than reasonable duration they had no more than the average or common life you have no reason looking back to believe that your great-aunts wore bonnets for great and indefinite spaces of time but to your sense as a child long and changing and developing days saw the same harassing artificial flowers hoisted up with the same black lace you would have had a scruple of conscience as to really disliking the face but you deliberately let yourself go in detesting the bonnet so with dresses especially such as had any little misfit about them for you it had always existed and there was no promise of its ceasing you seemed to have been aware of it for years by the way there would be less cheap reproving of little girls for desiring new clothes if the censors knew how immensely old their old clothes are to them the fact is that children have a simple sense of the unnecessary ugliness of things and that apart from the effects of ennui they reject that ugliness actively you have stood and listened to your mother's compliments on her friend's hat and have made your mental protest in very definite words you thought it hideous and hideous things offended you then more than they have ever offended you since at nine years old you made people alas responsible for their faces as you do still in a measure though you think you do not you severely made them answer for their clothes in a manner which you have seen good reason in later life to mitigate upon curls or too much youthfulness in the aged you had no mercy to sum up the things you hated inordinately they were friskiness of manner and of trimmings and curls combined with rather bygone or frumpish fashions too much childish dislike was wasted so but you admired some things without regard to rules of beauty learnt later at some seven years old you dwelt with delight upon the contrast of a white kid glove and a bright red wrist well this is not the received arrangement but red and white do go well together and their distribution has to be taught with time whose were the wrist and glove certainly some ones who must have been distressed at the bouquet of colour that you admired this however was but a local admiration you did not admire the girl as a whole she whom you adored was always a married woman of a certain age rather faded it might be but always divinely elegant she alone was worthy to stand at the side of your mother you lay in wait for the border of her train and dodged for a chance of holding her bracelet when she played you composed prose in honour of her and called the composition for reasons unknown to yourself a catalogue she took singularly little notice of you 
wordsworth cannot say too much of your passion for nature the light of summer morning before sunrise was to you a spiritual splendour for which you wanted no name the mediterranean under the first perceptible touch of the moon the calm southern sea in the full blossom of summer the early spring everywhere in the showery streets in the fields or at sea left old childish memories with you which you try to evoke now when you see them again but the cloudy dusk behind poplars on the plains of france the flying landscape from the train willows and the last of the light were more mournful to you then than you care to remember now so were the black crosses on the graves of the french village so were cypresses though greatly beloved if you were happy enough to be an internationally educated child you had much at heart the heart of every country you knew you disliked the english accent of your compatriots abroad with a scorn to which needless to say you are not tempted now you had shocks of delight from swiss woods full of lilies of the valley and from english fields full of cowslips you had disquieting dreams of landscape and sun and of many of these you cannot now tell which were visions of travel and which visions of slumber your strong sense of place made you love some places too keenly for peace end of section eighteen end of the children by alice maynell